2: My conditioning might be telling me that a stroke is an absolutely horrible thing to have happen, and why would you ever think there's anything worth having inside that experience? My spirituality and my true self was telling me, just flow with it and see what's in it for you.
3: Cue
0: music. Places, everybody, places. We're starting in three, two. It's time for Life Interrupted Radio, a show dedicated to practical skills for your mind, body, and soul. We're hoping we'll go in one ear and stay there. Here's the host of the show, Sharon Saylor.
3: Welcome to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. The NIH estimates nearly 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder. To put that in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. You'll be as surprised as I was to find out what autoimmune entails. I brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com and oh my goodness as always I'm so thrilled to be here with you Friday night 7 p.m. Eastern Time, the start of my weekend. I hope it's the start of yours or at least the start of you've got something fun planned for the next let's say 24-48 hours. I love to have fun all the time, but I especially like to squeeze it into my weekends. It's a cold, rainy evening, and I'm curled up here with that favorite mango jasmine tea of mine, the one that I just think the scent is heavenly, as is the taste. What are you curled up with tonight? Oh, yes. Isn't that wonderful? I just love being able to... Just enjoy the time that I have with you tonight and talk about enjoyment. I'm going to share with you a very, very special guest, and her topic is a little bit different than we've done before. In fact, when I met her, uh, I'd never heard of part of what she does. <laughs> so, and she's just a delightful lady. Her name is Valerie Shepherd, and she is a number one best selling author. Catastrophic Stroke Survivor, Inspirational Keynote Speaker, University Lecturer, and Certified Laughter Yoga Instructor. Now we're going to have to ask Valerie about that because I, <laughs> I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. I'm not sure what it is, but it sounds really cool. I know what laughter is and I know what yoga is, but we'll have to ask her about that. Valerie is truly multifaceted. You're just going to love her. And When I first met her, I was just laughing so hard. Her passion is Life Mastery, which she teaches featuring her four-step, Happy to be Me process. It's a centerpiece of her partnership with the University of California, Irvine, for a much-loved and successful class called Living 101, Being Happy and Whole, and we're going to talk tonight about her new bestseller, Living Happy to be Me. So welcome, Valerie. Thanks so much for being on the Autoimmune Hour.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful to be here and looking forward to our conversation, Sharon.
3: Oh, I know how much I was laughing when we first met. So I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go into a few things too. That we'll I'll be asking questions about a few other things that I know aren't in your bio. So everybody just hang on for those surprises too because like I said, this woman is truly multifaceted and that little bio I read just scratches the surface. So first off, Let's share with everyone, what is laughter yoga?
2: Oh, it's beautiful practice that opens us up to magic and miracles as far as I'm concerned. So, laughter yoga was invented about 20 years ago, I guess now, in Mumbai, India, by Madan Kataria, who has, he's multifaceted like me. He was a Bollywood actor, he's a yoga master, and he's also an M.D., so, wow. Yeah. What a what a combination. Combination. In an effort um really explore modalities that would help his patients heal better and faster, he started looking at the healing properties of laughter and there are several. And so he started to try and figure out is there a way that he could put his laughter, the information he was getting about laughter and its benefits together with the benefits that he knew from yoga pranayama breathing and yoga asanas and like what could happen and so he started with getting a group of people and they would get together and people would tell jokes and they would go around in a circle and tell jokes and everybody would laugh and then he studied what happened after that and what he found was that the problem with the joke telling is it's not universal so one man's funny joke is another person's offensive joke
3: oh yes and what about the person who can't ever remember the punchline like myself?
2: Yeah, that's me too. I hear jokes and I can't <laughs> wait to tell that joke and then I can't remember it. Yeah, so I'm or, sorry about it. Good. Totally relate to that. <laughs> but, but, so there was that problem. People ran out of what they considered funny, but other people didn't even consider it funny. And so it kind of lost its, its pizzazz. And so he went back to the drawing board and he combined. He's like, well, you know, we could do improvisational fun where we're improving that we're someplace and everybody does it their own way. So you don't have to do it the way the person next to you is doing it. If you want to improv a butterflies flying around your head, you do that the way you want to and we'll just add laughter to it. And so that's basically what laughter yoga is. It's really not about what people think of when they think of traditional yoga and holding a posture for a while. It's about pranayama breathing. So we do do deep breathing. There's some movement. We do some stretching to warm the body up. We do some vocal stuff to warm the voice up. And then it's all about play and letting go and laughing the entire time. And a laughter yoga session can go anywhere from 30 minutes to 55 minutes. It is so wonderful. And it closes with a a laughter meditation, which is my favorite part, where you just sit there and laugh.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so glad you explained that to us because I'm thinking, okay, I cannot see myself in warrior pose trying to laugh.
2: Yeah, no, those, um, a lot of the yoga... Asanas are really not great for. I have a hard time with my body, but laughter yoga doesn't have that. It's basically stretching, and you know, there's actually a name for the study of laughter. It's called gelatology. That's the science of laughter, and it's. I mean, (laughs) you
3: laugh at even that word. That's great, gelatology. Yeah,
2: and it and it's been studied as far back as the 1960s, and. Wow. Laughter is it's just amazing what it does and it costs you nothing So it stimulates all of the body's major systems and even fake laughter So some people will start in this fake posture of laughing and then eventually It kind of takes off on its own
3: I'm glad you bring that up This is a little sort of rabbit hole But what was fascinating to me is when I was learning to be on video The instructor said to me right before the camera goes live I want you to force giggle and I'm thinking, that's the silliest thing. A forced giggle is going to look forced. But what it is, is it just changes your eye. It opens your eyes. It changes the muscles on your face. It. I was shocked at how much just a tiny little forced giggle changed your whole wh- physiology. I can imagine what really a full forced laughter could do to your body. One of the things that it comes to mind is getting a lot of oxygen to your brain quickly.
2: Definitely oxygenates your blood, but one of the really important things is it gets carbon dioxide out of your system. So many people, they do shallow breathing, and so when you even tell them to deep breathe, what they focus on is the inhale, but most people don't focus on the exhale, and that's really the way you get some toxins out of your system, and laughter kind of makes you do both.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely forcing it too. It's um I could see it's probably forcing all the stuff down, down there at the very bottom of your lungs out too. Yes.
2: There's the the body gets stimulated to release endorphins, their natural painkiller. Laughter practice relieves stress, it can boost immunity, open you up to creativity, increase self confidence, all kinds of really cool things. And laughter yoga is practiced formally by Thousands of clubs in more than 80 countries today.
3: Oh my gosh, where have I been, Valerie? <laughs> I just, I'm just i going to have to look for it.
2: I found out about it, Sharon, in a very happenstance matter. I was just planning an all-day workshop, and somebody contacted me on Facebook and said, I noticed that you're doing some lighten up and let go work have you ever incorporated laughter yoga? And I was like, what? And that started my relationship with it, and I found a club not too far from me. And then I got certified, so it's beautiful.
3: You know, I'm thinking of all of the different things that you said, and one of the things in my body language work is I always tell people to focus on the exhale because that's where the body relaxes. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that happens in laughter as well. And you are so right about a huge percentage of the population walking around with this high shallow breathing and unfortunately what happens with that is that it activates our fight or flight or freeze mechanism sort of running around on low, low gear <laughs> behind the scenes. Wow, I can see how laughter yoga could shift so much more, changing us to positive emotions and getting us some nice good carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange going on. That's so cool.
2: It really is. It's like talk about an easy way to just enhance all aspects of your life. I mean, I say in my book, laugh long, laugh hard, laugh proud. It's like get yourself into some deep laughter. And really, you simply, you cannot laugh too much. There's just, there's so many benefits. You'll be so glad that you started making it a conscious and regular part of a practice for health and well-being
3: and you don't have to do it with yoga right we can just start laughing if we wanted to
2: yes that's the totally absolutely correct it's like the center of a laughter meditation it's just you know I actually have a phone call that I get on periodically in the mornings at 8 a.m. that is a laughter meditation just people call in from all over the place and we just laugh for 20 minutes
3: oh my gosh well, I have a ton more questions, but if we have time, I would love to have you walk us through, can we do it maybe just a little sample, like a two, three, four minute laughter meditation? Sure. This sounds so fascinating. <laughs> okay, well, because I just have so many more questions for you. So Valerie, in your, in your bio that I read, it says that you're a catastrophic stroke survivor, and I remember when that happened, and you and I saw each other not too long ago, and your recovery has been absolutely remarkable. Can you just give us a brief little what happened and, and how you've, your recovery has just been so amazingly remarkable?
2: Sure. The stroke, I had a brain hemorrhage. It was June 5th of 2015. And so I'm coming up on two years and a couple of months here. And I was actually doing what I love doing, which was facilitating an all-day leadership workshop for a group of faculty and staff at the Center for Educational Partnerships, which is a part of the University of California, Irvine. And um, we had just done some breakouts, and it was about, I want to say around two o'clock, it was after lunch. And I was backing up, so we were. I, I like to walk and talk, and so I'd been at some of the tables in the back, and we were looking at their breakouts, talked as a group, and we were going and debriefing. And I went to back up, and my right foot wouldn't move. Wow. Yeah, and and I was so much focused on what I was doing. To me, I just thought maybe my foot got hooked on something. And I kept talking. I don't know what everybody saw. Somebody, I do remember that somebody asked me if I was okay. And I didn't really understand why. I just said, yes, I'm okay. And I kept talking. And then I tried to, I asked my foot again. Like, you know, you don't really ask your body parts to move. But there was something I was doing to get my foot to move. And I almost fell. And I just remember, and I don't remember who this was, caught me. So I never hit the ground, thank you, and put me in a chair. I don't remember consciously. Hello, it is
1: Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually a lot. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Being aware that I couldn't use my right side at that point. I just remember going, looking for the person in the room. I guess, there, I, I don't know. I think there were 40 or 50 of us in the room. And I remember looking for the person who had hired me for this facilitation. And I looked at Dr. Ray's Tuccio and said, I just mouthed the words, I don't know what this is. And she said, I'm calling 911. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. It was a roller coaster. And then by the time that, before the paramedics got there, and I'm told they got there like in three and a half minutes, by the time they got there, I was like projectile vomiting. Apparently, when your brain starts to fill up with blood, it sends an Uh, something happens where this nausea is created and there's Sharon the miracles. I mean, I'm giving you the reader's digest condensed version, but the miracles that are all throughout this story, for example, less than 16 hours before that I was on the freeway driving from Santa Monica back to my house, which is about an 80 mile drive and had been out to dinner and I could have been on the freeway when this thing happened. We had originally planned to have this workshop somewhere deeper in the campus. And instead, we happened to move it at the last minute into the student center. So we were like at an epicenter on campus right near main thoroughfares. And I mean, there are so many little miracles like that. And I happened to be in a room full of people. Someone could call 911 right away. And they got there. And by the time they got me to the emergency room, I was in and out of consciousness. I do remember them cutting off my clothes and I asked them not to cut off my skirt. And I still have that skirt. I have the sweater that I was wearing and I have the skirt. But then after that, I woke up like three days, four days later. Wow. And that's when I found out that I had had a blood vessel on the left side of my brain burst And so the right side of my body was pretty shut down. When I woke up, I thought I was paralyzed, which is radically different from the brain and the just They're just not talking to each other. But I thought it was paralysis.
3: I'm getting goosebumps and the hair's standing on end. I can't imagine going through that just moment by moment, not knowing. Like, all of a sudden, everything is just out of control.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And there was a part of me that was like, really? Like, there... I was kind of frustrated, uh, to be honest. At the very first part of it, I was frustrated because I had worked hard. I had really put a lot of my passion, my teaching and coaching passion into this all-day workshop. And I was having so much fun with it. And I was just ready for these people to pop open and to get this magic from the divine and all these uh, beautiful tools and things and that wasn't meant to happen that day. And it was hard for me to let go of that. That was really, there was so much more beauty left to be had. And so that was not, the way it was going down was not what I had wanted. So there was some frustration in me. I don't remember being afraid. I just remember, I don't think, like I said, I don't think I even noticed that I wasn't using my right side of my body. I just was like, wow, this is interesting. I just felt heavy. Somebody did ask me to raise my arms above my head, and I don't think I noticed that one of them went up and the other one didn't. And so people around me knew I was having a stroke. I didn't.
3: Oh, my goodness. Just, yes, you're right. It was such divine inter- intervention that it ha- if it had to happen, it happened there with many, many people who were able to assist. My goodness. We need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be back with Valerie Shepard, and we'll ask her more about how do we elevate our consciousness and and all the other great things she shares in her best-selling book, Living Happy to Be Me. We'll be right back.
0: Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more.
3: Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? be a better communicator hi I'm Sharon Saylor best-selling author professional speaker and executive coach and my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be after years of working with professionals I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients sales and even your career and I want to give it to you free you've heard my show you know my passion and maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later so, go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at sharonsailor.com forward slash radio gift.
0: The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM.
2: Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the
0: serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually
2: aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free, ascendinghearts.com.
0: My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on OM Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited.
1: What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed... Your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times. 51. 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble. And it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool. And you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Valerie Shepard, the number one best-selling author of *Living Happy to Be Me*. She's a best-selling author, catastrophic stroke survivor, inspirational keynote speaker, university lecturer, and certified laughter yoga instructor. And she's been sharing with us so many interesting things about divine inter- intervention that it ha- if it had to happen, it happened there with many, many people who were able to assist. My goodness. Yes, I know it was so catastrophic but the amazing thing to me is when I saw you just a few weeks ago your recovery to me, I don't know what was intended for recovery but when I saw you, I was like, wow how much you've come so far you've come, I was so impressed and when you gave your speech when I was listening to your speech it was just so dynamic I was a little bit of teary eyed and laughing and joy and all of that for you it was just amazing What was it like as you began to realize, okay, there's going to be some reintegration, some re education of the various body parts here? Um, how, How did you do it so quickly? My goodness.
2: That is a miracle. First of all, a catastrophic hemorrhagic stroke, that's a diagnosis. So I didn't call it that. That's what the neurologist called it when he told my mother what was going on.
3: And I just want to note that there are people that don't survive it.
2: Yes. My understanding, I haven't done any research on this because I just don't want to put my energy in the stroke place instead of in the healed place. But my understanding is that this kind of stroke is about 15% or less of all strokes and that some very large percentage of the people who have this kind of stroke don't survive it.
3: Yeah, but talk about you surviving, girl. <laughs> I just When I started Ask. to give that speech a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, wow, I was so impressed. So what were some of the things that you did that other people could learn from that helped you, first off, get the courage, and then to actually implement it? I mean, To me, it just seems like starting from, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do.
2: I don't think I was ever at that place. What I believe is that the things that I've been teaching people that I wrote in my book, so a lot of people thought I wrote the book about the stroke or after the stroke. The book did not, a single solitary word in the book changed as a result of the stroke. It just got delayed by a year from its publication date. My truth is that I believe that living by the principles that I had been teaching and that I wrote about are what got me through with such courage and such um, grace. I mean, this was all miracles and, and having them come in, you know, when the blood stopped, the hemorrhage stopped bleeding without them having to do a craniotomy, although they were ready to do that by the time my mom got to the hospital. And he said, you know, I can't tell you what's gonna happen, we may have to drill and get that pressure off of her brain. And all of a sudden, the hemorrhage, my mom went and prayed in the little chapel at the Hogue Hospital intensive care unit, and it stopped bleeding. And then I woke up and they were saying, you're paralyzed. And when I went to the rehab hospital, I thought I was going there for them to teach me how to live a life as a person in a wheelchair, as a person with only half their body. And there were a couple times when there was a joke, when I first woke up I thought I was talking, but it was like gibberish, and I started laughing, and I said, well, I'm a speaker and a university professor, and I can't talk, and I, right in that moment, I said, well, Stephen Hawking can do it. I can figure something out. Well, bravo. What a nice way to look at it. It was kind of this whole energy of acceptance and allowing, and how do I get the magnificence that is inside this, even though my conditioning might be telling me that a stroke is an absolutely horrible thing to have happen. And why would you ever think there's anything worth having inside that experience? My spirituality and my true self was telling me, just flow with it and see what's in it for you.
3: Oh, wow. Just flow with it. I love that. Now, you did bring up that, and I brought it up in the introduction, your wonderful bestseller, number one bestseller, is uh, Living Happy to Be Me. And you mentioned that there were some things that you had written beforehand about how, how do we live happy to be me? Oftentimes, I find people to get momentarily happy, perhaps, but they're still hollow around the word me.
2: The most important thing is the word me. And in this book, the me is capitalized. It's really an acronym that stands for Magnificent Essence. And that is the deepest, most spiritual, most true aspect of ourselves. And it's integrated with this other part of us called the mighty ego, which is the lowercase M-E. So the book is really about how do you raise your consciousness, and what I write is that elevating your consciousness is the only true way that I know to create deep and lasting happiness in your life. It's the way that you transcend whatever's happening, including a catastrophic hemorrhagic stroke that has the right side of your body shut down and you be unable to speak. And you still find a way to enjoy the moment that you're in and see there's something in it for you
3: wow valerie that is just elevating consciousness and i think coming back to enjoying the moment we need to take a quick commercial break when we come back we'll be back with valerie shepherd and we'll ask her more about how do we elevate our consciousness and, and all the other great things she shares in her best-selling book living happy to be me we'll be right back
0: Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com to learn more.
3: Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show, you know my passion, and maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift.
0: Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Om Times Radio, IOM FM.
1: Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
3: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office.
1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates, nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, please visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity healing is where your heart is.
3: Hello, I'm Lisa Berry. Join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for Light on Living, a chance to see new, hear different, and feel more as I shine the spotlight on all the ways to lighten the load of life's challenges. Light on Living is your link to that new way you're looking for, that new understanding that will enhance your life, and that positive connection that will support your growth. So join me and you'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you.
2: I am
0: Fidel Mshombo. I was born in a city called the Bukavu in the Congo.
2: We were a loving family. And then, boom, everything that I had disappeared in a single day. People think that when you are a refugee and they resettle you to America and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one.
0: It's time we welcome refugee families with open arms. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org, brought to you by the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Valerie Shepard, the number one best-selling author of *Living Happy to Be Me*. She's a best-selling author, catastrophic stroke survivor, inspirational keynote speaker, university lecturer, and certified laughter yoga instructor. And she's been sharing with us so many interesting things about laughter yoga and how that benefits our health and allows for positive emotions. And she shared with us her story of catastrophic stroke survivor. We were just getting into living happy to be me and what that means when we had to take that quick commercial break. So welcome back, Valerie.
2: Thank you so much, Sharon. It's so great to be here. This is fun.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about some of the ways in living happy to be me, elevating consciousness. Can you tell us, kind of know what that word means? And I've probably done it in my mindfulness practice, but how do you define it?
2: The idea here of elevating your consciousness is consciousness is the deepest truth of who we are. So it's integrating your human self, that which you see as your physical body and your physical features and your, the things that we tell ourselves, are our preferences and how we do things with that part of yourself that is not really a time and space dependent part. It's your spiritual self. So the whole idea is to be a more integrated spiritual human being, human person, rather than basing your entire life on your five senses and the human aspect of you, what that human has learned, what that human believes, what that human can see, touch, taste, smell and feel. So Elevating Consciousness, is a, the book teaches a four-step process, which is one that I have really gleaned from years and years of spiritual study and going to workshops and reading books and churches and et cetera. This is the distillation of all of that um, effort on my part in order to try and help other people do what I was doing, which was trying to figure out why my life was my life and what are the things that are in my life that I never would have dreamed would be in my life and didn't really like in some cases, and why was the happiness so fleeting And the struggles seem to be so characteristic. And so the four steps are really what the book is about, how to use those steps in an ongoing way so that it's not like you read the book, you're done, now you go find another book. This is really about here's a process that can be a part of your life for as long as you choose to have your life.
3: So it's about something you integrate into your everyday, into your everyday
2: being. Yes, into your everyday expression of who you are, what you are.
3: You mentioned, I wrote something down as you were talking and it it caught my attention is, why is happiness so fleeting?
2: I say that happiness is so fleeting because we build it on the wrong stuff. We really want unconditional happiness, but we build and give to ourselves conditional happiness. And what I mean by that is, it's dependent. Our feeling happy is dependent on what's going on around us, whether we have the right stuff, the big enough house, or we're out of debt, or whether we got our degree. or With some of my students, it's if they have the right boyfriend, or they live in the right housing community, or they're getting the right grades, or they have a certain GPA. It's conditional. So when you take those things away, the happiness that they supposedly created goes too. And so what we really want is not that but we haven't really been taught what unconditional happiness is or where it comes from And so the idea is to learn about that and to see yourself as the Only person on the planet who can give it to you and then go about doing that.
3: Wow. So many questions, Valerie (laughs) (laughs) Uh I, I totally agree. We're absolutely taught about conditional happiness Now, if we are in that frame of conditional happiness, what would be the first step that we would do to look towards creating and understanding and developing the practice of unconditional happiness?
2: Well, the first thing is, in the four steps, you wake up to the truth of who you are. So if you really get deep and understand that you are so much more than the human, and you let go of this egoic need for the things that the human craves, Not saying that you shouldn't have those things. You just let go of the attachment to having them. Doesn't mean you can't have them. But so you let go of this. This stuff defines me. That's the first step into kind of clean up our idea of who we are, and then release the stuff that is not us. So we are not our wounds. We are not our baggage. We are not the things that happened to us that we didn't want or didn't like. We're also not the things that happened to us that we wanted. That's just stuff that happens. It's not really who we are. So claim the eternal immortal soul as the nature of us and then release the identities and the stuffologies and the woundologies that aren't really us. Make up a new story of how we intend to be in our lives and then What are the practices that help us express from that place? And understanding universal law, the world is created from the inside out. Our world is created from the inside out. So who we're being on the inside, how we're thinking about ourselves is being shown to us all the time on the outside and getting clear on that is really critical
3: oh that's so true getting clear on that and taking it as what you're seeing on the outside as feedback i oftentimes run into people who see what's going on in the outside and either blame or shame or guilt or something and then instead of taking it at feedback label it with all sorts of a variety of things that can actually make the problem worse it almost tends to grow as they begin to internalize it in a way that is absolutely destructive So I loved how you said how we intend to be in our lives. It's so much different, a phrase than what are you going to do when you grow up or (laughs) anything like that. How do we intend to be in our lives? I love that.
2: Yes. Who is it that you intend to be? What is it that you intend to be?
3: And then putting it into practice, of course, because intention can often get stopped at the gate of where it looks like real work.
2: Yeah, where it looks like I'm not going to like it, you know, like. When I first got to the rehab facility, they took me there. I was on a stretcher. I wasn't even in a wheelchair. I was on a stretcher. And then when I got there, the the only thing I cared about was, please let me take a shower. Like, that was it. I had not taken a shower in five or six days. I'd been in intensive care. And I just was like, I've had things poked in me. I just need a shower. And at that moment, the only thing that I was going to be was, I'm just going to sit here and see myself in the shower. Um, Sure enough, I ended up getting a shower that night, even though technically I wasn't supposed to until the next day. But when we realize how powerful we are, when we make certain choices about how to see ourselves, boy, it can really change things. And so that's what I mean by not just who we are, which can often be answered with the ego and we get into our identity, well, I'm a mother or I'm a doctor or I'm a lawyer or I'm an auto mechanic or I'm a gardener. You know, we get into the identities we've kind of been trained to take on instead of the what level at the basic, you know, what am I really? Well, I'm an integrated spiritual human, which means I'm endowed with some magnificent abilities that have nothing to do with the flesh and bones of the physical body.
3: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I can imagine, though, when starting to put this into practice – I could see a few people in my life, if they didn't have those labels, mom, author, speaker, whatever those labels are for each person, I could see where it might cause a little confusion or maybe even a little conflict on what's happened to you? (laughs) Where have you gone? Did you run into that at all? Did you have a time where there was some letting other people understand that you were that this is this is all good and this is the way it's supposed to be? Or did it go smoothly?
2: I don't think that I ever got into the resistance. You know, that's one of the most powerful things about allowing happiness to flow is to release resistance to what's going on and calling that unhappiness. And I never got into the space of I'm not healing enough. I'm not healing fast enough. When is this going to be over? I really never I never went into that energy within myself. I stayed very much in the place of what are the possibilities here? I remember one of the first things I was thinking, I made a joke about this to one of the nurses. When I first got to the rehab facility, I really did not believe I was ever going to walk again. And I thought they were going to teach me how to live as a person with the whole right side of their body not working. I'm right side dominant. So I was like, wow, this is going to be interesting. And this is another one of those miracles. This is a sidebar. About a year before this stroke, something inside me said, wouldn't it be nice to be ambidextrous? And, and you can like, create brain resiliency by teaching yourself to use your left hand. And so I had already started for a year just brushing my hair, just doing little things in my house stirring a pot brushing my teeth using my left hand never knowing that in my future there was going to be a time where it was going to be critical that I could use my left hand so this whole period of wow how am i going to how am i going to operate a wheelchair if i only have one hand i'll just keep going around in circles and the nurse and i literally talk about laughter yoga i think we laughed for like 5 minutes just like the thought of me trying to use a wheelchair with one kind of don't know how to really use it hand was hilarious. There was another point where I was so excited to be in the shower and they have these wheelchairs for showers. And I was so excited to be in the shower that I kind of got, I kind of got off balance and the right side was very heavy. I mean, my left side was carrying around my right side for, and it still does to some degree, just not as badly. And, And I started to fall out of this wheelchair. Oh no. I couldn't even stop myself. And I just started laughing. And that made the nurse turn around. She sees me like falling. But I was so, oh my gosh, this shower feels so good. I didn't even care. All I was, (laughs) oh, I'm going to be a clean person again. I mean, really, just to open ourselves up to what's What is the experience offering us instead of what is the experience devoid of? What is it taking away? How is it not what I want? How is it somehow showing that I don't get the things that I want really are critical?
3: Oh, I love that. I love that. What are the possibilities here and what is the experience offering? Oh, that's such so exciting way to look at that.
2: You know, um, uh, there are energies around the idea of yes and i talk about it when i talk about improv comedy that we can do an energetic yes and yes i've just had a stroke and what else in my class in my class at uci i talk about so what now what so what i can't speak now what and that's what i did in that hospital bed oh i'm a teacher speaker healer who can't speak oh i guess i'll have to figure that out but These things, if we live them, when we really do adopt them as a, on my, the the subtitle of my book is Dancing Your Soul Light Style, which is a play on words instead of lifestyle. What I'm talking about is lightening up and letting go of the things that keep our lifestyle unpleasant. And so when you really make these things second nature, they're there for you in times like this. So when something happens that you kind of go, huh somebody just broke up with me, huh? My IRA just lost half of its value. Huh? My car just broke down and I don't really know how I'm going to pay for it. There's like that place in you that goes, yes, it did. And what's the possibility and what am I being called to see and what's available to me? What are some other resources that maybe I forgot or have taken for granted that are available to me in this moment?
3: Oh my gosh, that was just gorgeous, and uh, oh, I was just spellbound. That is so wonderful. I love that. So what now? What? What a wonderful frame to begin to see it in such a different way. Thank you for sharing that. Again, share a little more. The speech that I heard you give a couple of weeks ago was all around improv, and the one of them I, was that yes and. And you had a couple other tips that I just thought, oh, people oftentimes don't understand what improv is, but the way you framed these different techniques in improv, it made so much sense as a way to just go about your life. So you mentioned as one of them in improv is yes and. What are a couple others that you shared with us that day?
2: Yes. So improv is totally made up in the moment. It's not rehearsed, which is the way we do our lives. So what I was sharing was uh, life lessons Life, love, business, lessons for all three of those that come from improv comedy. And we could all have much better lives when we learn to improv our way through them and not go through them with our made-up rules of engagement or our old past conditioning. And so underneath Yes Am, which is the foundational principle, there are a couple things that I talked about. One of them was to be fully present Present moment engagement, being right here, right now. It basically means full and complete non judgmental attention and response in the present moment. And the keys there are non judgmental attention and response as opposed to reaction. Like we usually get caught up in a resistance, like, oh, this is bad, or I don't want this or it's not supposed to be this way. Those are all judgments. And then the reaction is usually what you said a little bit ago, this fight or flight response, this contraction that happens in our chest or our solar plexus that says, run away or push that thing that we don't want away. So it becomes a resistance. And being fully present in the moment is how you kind of notice There's something newly discoverable that actually could help you optimize the situation. And so even when you start with the end in mind, like we talk about in business, you've got to kind of see your way there to where you're headed and then build your way backwards from that to where you are right now. Present moment is how you stay right now. Even though you're looking at the future, what's bubbling up around you that actually could be for you, your life is happening for you not necessarily to you. When you're with other people, that would be, for example, very simple present moment things. Make eye contact, not be looking at your phone, not be talking to them while you're also engaged in something else that's splitting your energy and your focus and you're not really fully present. Giving up the need to control it, to like have the last word to get somewhere. That's all a part of present moment. Be there and see what's coming up for you.
3: Well, Valerie, like always, when we get together, we could just go on and on. We need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be back with Valerie Shepherd, and we'll ask her more about how do we elevate our consciousness and and all the other great things she shares in her best-selling book, Living Happy to Be Me. We'll be right back.
0: Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more.
3: Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career, and I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show, you know my passion, and maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later, so go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift.
1: Connecting
0: you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Change and growth are part of natural life and also part of your spiritual life. Everyone needs support and guidance, especially during life passages. Upgrade yourself with the Om Times Experts program. With Om Times Experts, you have access to the best intuitive coaches, spiritual teachers, counselors, astrologists and oracles our team was carefully selected so you can trust find out more at experts.omtimes.com.
3: grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for inspired conversations with publisher linda joy on tuesdays at 2 p.m eastern linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons
2: learned, and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired conversations to empower you on
3: your path to authentic, soulful living.
1: Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org.
0: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Valerie Shepard, the number one best-selling author of Living Happy to Be Me. She's a best-selling author, catastrophic stroke survivor, inspirational keynote speaker, university lecturer, and certified laughter yoga instructor. We're just about out of time, and I want to ha- at least sample a couple of minutes of what laughter yoga is and laughter, those laughter meditations are. And so can we do a couple of minutes of that? And then absolutely, I want you to be sure and share your website and how people can get living happy to be me and all your other amazing work. So can we take a little bit of time in the few minutes we have left and at least sample a little of
2: laughter? Absolutely. Here we go. <laughs> so we're we just supposed to laugh like that? Just like- <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
3: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so how did you train yourself to laugh so long without running out of air I'm here running out of air too. I mean take a drink drink of tea
2: I just breathe when I have to my body goes on autopilot we, we know how to breathe so <laughs> okay. I don't I don't make it a mental thing I just laugh and my body figures out where it needs to take a breath. And I just let it do that on its own.
3: You have the most infectious laughter, by the way. I was thinking, how am I going to laugh? But I listened to two or three of your laughs and it just flowed. You have such an infectious laughter.
2: Oh, thank you. I love laughing. I got to tell you, it's one of the big parts of my spiritual practice. I really love it. And I, in fact, I started improv comedy for part of that. I started performing because I loved laughing And the most important thing, I think, in laughter, and a lot of people miss this. To me, the most important thing is that we're able to turn that laughter on ourselves. Like we can laugh at the quirky, silly foibles that are a part of us being us and not feel ashamed, not feel guilty, not feel that we're not further along. I teach people to hear that inner voice, and when we're judging ourselves, we're setting ourselves up for judgment on the outside. So, laughing at ourselves is a beautiful way to say, "I'm okay, exactly as I am, even when I don't do everything the way I intended to or the way other people think I should have."
3: Mm, that's beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful thing to end on in our talk. We'll have to have you back, Valerie. But I don't want to run out of time before everyone can find out what your website is and how to get your book, "Living Happy to Be Me."
2: Yes. The website I'm sharing with you right now is also the website for the book. It's happytobeme.net. happytobeme.net. You can see some videos, you can order uh, the book from there, and you can also join my online circle and get some periodic positive inspirational messages and all kinds of good juju there.
3: As you can tell just from our time with Valerie's already, how wonderful that would be to get some of her powerful inspirations, her periodic powerful inspirations. I just love them. Now I just want to be clear that it's happy to T O B Me, correct? Yes.net. Yes. Okay. Happy T O. Happy to be me dot net. And you can find out more about Valerie and her book and all of her other amazing work there. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your very very busy schedule to be on the autoimmune hour with us tonight because I just knew after reconnecting with you and seeing you up on stage a couple of weeks ago that I had to have you on because this is what a wonderful way to heal from anything and uh, regardless of our diagnosis to just be able to shift and understand about what are the possibilities, what is the experience offering and oh my goodness, so so what now? What oh, it's just so much I learned. Thank you so much, Valerie.
2: You're so welcome, Sharon. I'm so happy to be here with you and your audience, and thank you very much,
3: everyone. Go have a great weekend, whatever your adventures. Join me here next Friday for another Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio, and as always, enjoy.
0: The information provided on LifeInterruptedRadio.com is for educational purposes only. What you hear, read and see on Life Interrupted Radio is based on experience only. The information presented here should never be used for any legal, diagnostic or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions and any of the recommendations you see, hear or read here on Life Interrupted Radio. You've been listening to Life Interrupted Radio. To learn more, listen to other shows, and gain free resources that can help empower your life, be sure to stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com. This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com.
3: Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show, you know my passion, and maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Hi, this is Sharon. If you haven't had a chance to check out Pinky Chenille and the Rainbow Hunters, go over and check it out at PinkyChenille.com. That's Pinky, P-I-N-K-Y, Chenille,
2: C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E.com.